I honestly think that we don't pay enough attention to the way that we speak to ourselves. When we do, we learn that being positive with myself leads to better outcomes. Hello everyone, welcome to Mind-Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I'm Violet, I'm a psychologist and I work out of Montreal, Canada. I make these videos because I want everyone to understand that our mental health and physical health come together to create the overall sense of well-being. If you like this kind of video, please consider subscribing. When we're talking to ourselves about food, we have options. One of the mistakes that I see people making when they're trying to decide what they're going to eat is they'll say things to themselves like, I can't have that for dessert. That's too fattening. I, I won't be able to. All these negative ideas about what I am allowed to eat create a situation in me where I'm not eating the food, but I want it because I can't have it. So therefore I want it. I choose foods based on fueling myself. So already my mindset is different, right? I'm telling myself that, oh, there's hunger feelings there. I'm going to eat something to help myself to be fueled, to build a better body. And by doing that, every time that I feel that hungry feeling and I'm thinking about, okay, it's time to fuel, it's time to build, when I go looking for food, that's where my mind is. Now, let's imagine for a second that I've already eaten my meal, but I still feel like eating something. And now I'm talking about eating something at the end of my meal. This is a space where the food that I'm going to choose could still be more fun. However, my mindset is still the same. Hmm, I don't feel like I'm done eating yet. What else can I eat that will fuel my body and help me to build? The interesting thing about choosing my food this way is that everything that I'm looking for, I'm looking for it to be healthy. I'm looking for it to be satisfying and filling, right? And so by doing this repeatedly, I, first of all, even in my shopping, the foods I bring into my home are towards these ends. So I will still have foods that I enjoy eating. So I'm going to have cheese. I'm going to have nuts. I'm going to have seeds. I'm going to, those are the more fun things, right? I'm going to have avocado again, more fun things. But I'm, I'm going to be looking for things that allow my body to take those fun foods and fuel my body at the same time. Now, when we're talking about things like cakes and cookies and chips, right? Because again, when we talk about dessert, we're usually talking about those things. And so if let, let's, what would happen if I wanted some cake? Well, then it would mean I'd have to plan it, right? Because I'd have to take the time to make a cake that falls in line with my way of eating. And on the occasions when I decide to do that, when I decide to make some cookies or I decide to make some cakes, I'm still making cake and cookies that are in line with fueling my body properly and keeping myself in a ketogenic state. My goal here for everyone to think about is if I want to be healthy, yes, it does mean some level of planning, which means I'm not necessarily spontaneously eating cookies, cakes, and these kind of things. I could make some of those things and keep them in the freezer for the occasions that I spontaneously want them, which I have done in the past. Today, I want those things less and less, so it's not an issue for me. But if that's your situation, making some keto-friendly cakes, making some keto-friendly desserts and snacks and keeping them either in the fridge or in the freezer for when you think you might want them could be healthy for you. What's more important is rather than saying, I can't have it, which is going to lead you to really want it and possibly go off plan, plan for eating the things that you know you can have. So put it in your mind that when I feel hungry, I'm looking for healthy foods. Put it in your mind that when you feel hungry, that's about fuel, right? And that 
even if I'm hungry and I want cookies that I would always eat food first and then have that cookie at the end of my meal. These are all things that you can do to help yourself to stay healthy and also keep your mindset positive because I'm going to eat my meal and then have dessert rather than have a snack, which I know will spike my insulin because I'll still end up having to have a meal. Many times I hear people talk about not being able to go to restaurants. Oh, I can't go to a restaurant because they're not going to have what I want to eat. Again, there's ways to plan to go to a restaurant. When I tell myself I'm going to a restaurant, then my second thought is what on the menu will be in line with my ketogenic lifestyle? I want to be clear about something. When I go to a restaurant, I go to a restaurant looking for something on the menu that I can eat that allows me to stay in ketosis. If that means ordering a part of this meal and a part of this meal and putting that together, I will tell the restaurant to do that. That could mean that I have an upcharge. Okay, but I'm willing to do that because my health is more important than causing the restaurant to do a bit of work. I'm encouraging everyone to do this. If you are going to a restaurant, rather than order a pre-prepared meal that has things on the plate that you will be tempted to eat that are not on your ketogenic lifestyle, order the meal to suit the way that you want to eat. It's your meal. You're the one that's going to eat it. Let it be what you want. The positive there is that you're sitting down to a meal that you're very likely going to enjoy with the least amount of temptation. Now here's the other piece of the puzzle. We can't control everything. We're not going to be able to control the salad dressing oil that they used or the salad or the oil that they cooked the meat in or so every time you go to a restaurant, you, there is a bit of a chance you're taking that you're ingesting something that's not in line with your, your lifestyle. What I would say to that is that that's a reason to either A, investigate the restaurant a bit more because there are some restaurants that use really good quality um, ingredients, but also B, it might be a reason that we decide, again, it's a decision, that we might decide to eat home more often and go out more as a treat than as a, a regular occurrence. For myself, I do know that we tend to go out every second week, right? So that's 13 meals at home and one occasional meal out. So, right? So in a two week span of time, I'm really feeling my body well. And if we feel like we need to, we'll even do three weeks or four weeks. Thinking through the process of where your food is coming from, making sure that you're eating the highest possible quality of food that you can means that you're building the best bo possible body that you can. I often hear people talk about the fact that they can't go out with family or friends because the food is not in line with their ketogenic lifestyle. And I believe that especially family and friends care enough about you. They're inviting you over because they want to see you that when you request that certain things be on the menu, they're likely to accommodate. The worst case scenario that you might encounter is that a family member or a friend is not willing to change their menu. In that case, you could bring your own food. So if you bring your own salad and then you can have their meat or bring your own meal altogether, or you could eat beforehand and just not eat. Nine times out of 10, the family or friends want to see you. It's not about the food, the food they're making and they don't want to adjust for themselves because that's what they want to eat. Take that with a grain of salt. Most people would adjust or add something or tell you to bring, okay, you bring that part and we'll bring, we'll do this. Most people are going to work with you because they just want to see you, right? This is not about the food. It's about you coming over and us having a good time, a good laugh, 
making memories. Another thing that I hear people say when they're talking about eating low carb, the issues that they're having is that, well, I can't, I can't do that because then I can't lift in the gym. I can't, I can't get a good pump in the gym. When you start a low carb lifestyle, there's an adjustment phase for almost everything that's happening in your life. There's adjustment to the food you're eating. There's adjustment to the energy that you have. Eventually you end up with more energy on a ketogenic lifestyle. So what happens in that beginning phase when you're adjusting? Yes, you will have a harder time lifting in the gym because you're adjusting and your body doesn't know where to get the energy from. However, once you've adapted, usually people have more energy. It's a matter of allowing your body the chance to make the shift to burning fat for fuel. What I wanna point out is if you're able to lift 200 pounds and it takes you about a month or two to get back to lifting 200 pounds, is it worth your while when you know that now your metabolic issues are being solved? Even if it took you a year to get back to lifting 200 pounds, knowing that the chance you develop diabetes or any kind of heart issue or Alzheimer's or like that all those metabolic issues are being taken care of to go one full year to get back to the point where you could lift 200 pounds, I think would be worth it because now I'm lifting back at 200 pounds and I know that my metabolic situation has been resolved. Now, this one's interesting to me because a lot of people will say, well, I, I couldn't not eat breakfast. I couldn't not eat lunch. I don't know. How I... There's no where in a ketogenic lifestyle that it says you have to stop eating breakfast or lunch or like I, I, it's not reality. Most people end up there just because naturally when you're eating a ketogenic lifestyle. So when your carbs are 20 grams or less and your energy is coming from fat, because we have fat on board, we don't get as hungry because even if you have a little moment of hunger, if you're not able to get to the kitchen in time, your body just takes from you. So it's not that you're not eating, you're just eating from the onboard storage. So one of the things I find is interesting is that people think, or they say like, I can't fast. You don't have to fast to do a ketogenic lifestyle. However, if you'd like to fast, doing a ketogenic lifestyle is a way that you'll be able to fast and have the least amount of discomfort. So rather than talking about not being able to fast, what I focus on is eating when I feel hungry. So, and I did that from the very beginning. It was part of what I understood when I watched Dr. Westman's um, video is that we should only eat when we're hungry. And so what ended up happening for me is that because I started to focus on only eating when I'm hungry, eventually I did notice that breakfast went away. That when I got up in the morning, I really just wasn't hungry. And so therefore I would end up eating my breakfast later and later and later in the day until finally it was like, didn't make sense to eat breakfast because lunch was around the corner. And then eventually my lunch got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back until it didn't make sense to try to eat lunch because supper was around the corner, which brought me now to where I am today, which is one meal a day. It's not a prerequisite of doing keto that you will do one meal a day. There are a lot of people who do keto and do two meals a day. Getting into that fasted state has benefits. We have autophagy, we have um, apoptosis and a lot of positive metabolic things that happen when we're able to go 18 hours or more without eating. However, it's not a prerequisite of doing keto. If you would like to get there, the simple way to do that is focus on, I will eat when I'm hungry. 
again, a positive thought that I have that allows me to look at doing something positive so that I can feel good about what I'm doing rather than constantly feeling like I'm not living up to what I'm supposed to be doing. The other thing that I'll talk about that I feel like is really hard for people is the idea that I'm not going to be able to eat bread. I'm not going to be able to eat pasta. I'm not going to be able to have lasagna. I'm not going to be able to have rice. I'm it's kind of like the dessert idea, but it's even bigger because it's every meal that I've ever tried to eat. Like, how will I eat? And what's really interesting to me in that situation is that there's an element of, I want to do a ketogenic lifestyle, but I want it to look like the standard American diet. And if I can't have it look like the standard American diet, then I don't think I can do it. I don't want to do it. I don't. And I, it bothers me because a lot of, a lot of doctors talk about people not being able to do keto because they can't give up. And it, it's frustrating because it's not about giving anything up. I want people to recognize that it's about fueling yourself. Most of the time, the meat and the fat that we're eating is the most important part of the meal anyway. What we happen to put it on or put it beside is less important. Making a choice to eat a healthy piece of meat or ends or a healthy meal altogether helps us to be healthy. Now, there are ways to recreate pasta, you know, you can spiralize some vegetables, there's ways to, but is it about recreating them? That's the thing. I'll be very honest with you. When I started this way of eating, I did recreate a lot of things because my brain was there. And at some point I recognized that the work that it took to recreate these meals, so making a keto pizza, making a keto version of a hamburger, I have to make that bread right? Like all of these things, if I want to recreate them, well, it's a bit easier now because I can eat a keto burger that it has lettuce for the bun instead of bread, right? It doesn't taste quite the same, but it's good. The thing is that if I really want that bread, I have to go through the work of making the bread. We can't just go to the store and buy these things. And it's okay because it's not a standard American diet. It's not a standard Canadian diet. I'm living a ketogenic lifestyle. What I can go to the store and buy is healthy meat, healthy vegetables and create something healthy for myself that doesn't look like the standard American diet because that's the diet that made me fat. Why am I trying to recreate the diet that made me fat, right? So let's not do that. Let's eat a healthy diet that helps me to feel good, that helps me to have something on my plate that tastes good, and then I move forward from there. Putting my mind in the right mindset where I'm doing what I want, I'm trying to achieve something rather than trying to avoid something, helps my overall idea about the diet I'm doing be positive. That allows me that possibility that I could do this diet forever. Because if I want to eat a little something after supper and I have choices that are in line with me having a healthy life, I'll do that. It's really about changing the mindset that we have. So the way that we look at food and making sure that we're looking at food for what it's supposed to be, a fuel source that allows us to build a healthy body rather than a stumbling block that we need to get around so that we can be skinny. First of all, I want to thank my wellness warriors for coming by. As usual, I'm so happy to talk to you guys. Everyone else, please subscribe. You made it to the end of the video. That tells me you like the content. And speaking of liking the content, if you'd like to contribute to the production of future videos, you can go to Patreon slash Violet Rivera, where you see all the information. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I can't wait to talk to you guys in the next video.